Welcome back to another episode of Meet the Creatives. Today I am here at long last with Claude Silver, who is the Chief Heart Officer here at VaynerMedia. Claude, thank you for being on the podcast today. Rob, thank you. Glad to be here. Awesome. I'm happy to have you. This is like, I was just saying before the podcast, this has become like a thing now. I was nervous and now I'm ready. So, yeah, no, I honestly, I can't believe that it's taken this long, but now I think like, oh, on the eve of Thanksgiving, it's the right, it's the right time for us to be here. Yes. Being thankful. I know. For, for this and for the way you got into Vayner and the way I came into Vayner. So yeah, uh, here we are. I know, here we are. And I was thinking the same thing today. It's funny because it's like, it's been, um, it's been like a month or two, however long it's been. But it's funny because it's like, I'm a big believer that there's like a silver lining in everything. And I've, you know, obviously... Have a, have a love for VaynerMedia, but I've had the opportunity since we've kind of had, had to, like, you know, to move it, to speak with Seth and Tyler, and it's amazing to be here just before Thanksgiving, and I have so many new friends here. I just saw James Orsini and, and you know, everyone, so I am feeling super grateful. Thank you for being here. So let's talk about your journey, uh, similar to the way Gary does. I kind of like to let you take the lead. Uh, before this, I know you worked at, say, Media and, and Publicis. I think that's how you say it. James is teaching me the, the proper way to say it. Publicis. So James says it that way, but in England, we and I worked at, I worked at Publicis London. And yes. in England, they say Publicis, not Publicis. Okay. Right. Uh, that's very French. <laughs> a Francais. Oui, oui, James. Oui, oui, James. Yeah. Oui, oui. Uh, yeah, so I worked uh, before Vayner Media. I was at Publicis London where I ran the um, strategy department and I was the head strategist on P&G work, oral care. And um, then I was at JWT London. So I love London. It's pretty amazing. But, you know, I started um, in this wide world of digital in 1998 in a small little town called San Francisco and Palo Alto. And uh, I had no intentions of going into the world of advertising and marketing. In fact, I didn't really know what it was, to, to be honest. Right. I was studying to be a psychotherapist. Um, I was going to probably continue to run ropes courses and do a lot of outdoor education, uh, outdoor adventure, outdoor th- educational therapy. I love that stuff. I yeah. High great. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I'd done uh, outward bounds, instructed for outward bounds. So mm-hmm. I had no no, I didn't even know what this world was about. And uh, I was working at a small little grocery store. This is before. Oh, nice. Years. Woo. Veteran cashier. Shop right. Yes. Well, this is before Whole Foods. I was oh, working yes. at a very small, like kind of boutique-y place. And that's still there in SF. And um, this is 1998, right? So no Google, no Facebook. And uh, anyway, uh, a wonderful guy that I, you know, now I'm very thankful, um, asked me, if I would be interested in working at his internet.com company. It was called HardCloud. He said I'd be a good project manager. Again, I had no idea what that was. And I just knew it paid more than what I was making at the time. So uh, so I took the job and I, I put my studies aside and just knew that like, I was studying to do something I already am. Right. Uh, I was studying to get credentialed, which I think is important in some ways, uh, some areas of life. Um, fortunately, for me, like I was telling you before, like what you see is what you get. So I feel like I've always been this person yeah. with or without um, a psychotherapy degree, although that's great. And uh, anyway, so away I went and um, my, my world started in digital. I worked at this hard cloud company, which was a content video content shop, actually, is, is how you and I would say it today. Right. Uh, where we were creating our content own creators. yeah that's it's a new hot content term. creators yeah put that in my Instagram right no <laughs> go Rob yeah hello <laughs> oh my god um, 
And uh, yeah, so we were do, we were creating live content and action content for surfing, skateboarding, and snowboarding, right. which is really really hot. Uh, anyway, and then that company went out of business, and I went to another startup because this was the land of startups. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was called GarageBand, and uh, I wonder if it was the GarageBand. It was the first GarageBand that Jerry Harrison of the Talking Heads and Sir George Martin of the Beatles started. Oh, and it was yeah, I know. <laughs> and it was a um, uh, it was a community for aspiring musicians. And what would happen again before Facebook? So, what would happen is a musician would upload their MP3, and it would be in a different you know a genre such as you know maybe it was classical jazz, maybe it was hard rock. The community would vote on it, and then there would be a vote off. And that winner, was happened, I think, once every six months, that winner would then get X amount of dollars and a recording contract to go sit in the recording booth with Sir George Martin, who was the producer of the Beatles. Right, yeah. So pretty awesome. Beatles. Yeah. Let it be. Start singing. Let it be. <laughs> <laughs> Let it be. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this whole podcast. I know, really. Uh, let's go to karaoke. Yeah, That's what I'd sure. rather do. Um, Steve Babcock started playing guitar. Oh, Bass? wow. I, I have no idea. I love that guy. He's great. <laughs> we have similar taste in music. Yeah. We're both kind of emo-ish. Yeah. Yeah. I see that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, that company went out of business again, and then... You're like a kiss of death. Yeah, I was a kiss of death. However, uh, that was right after 9-11, and then I, uh, a, friend, a friend of mine, we started an outdoor education company and uh, outdoor adventure company for women called Girls Adventure Out. Nice. And um, I taught surfing about 245 days a year, taught rock climbing, taught tennis, wow. uh, taught mountaineering, did a lot of hiking. This is all in the Bay Area. Like a dream job. Yeah, really. it's a labor of love, 24-7. Like, yeah. you know, an entrepreneur, and we created our own content, and we created our own community, and we had an e-commerce site. And, and uh, does surfing get old? I don't imagine that would get old. I feel like surfing know. never gets old. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> and uh, anyway, we ended up. I mean, it was a labor of love, and I had a killer tan from the neck up and the wrist down because yeah. um, you wear a very thick wetsuit. But we, it was a really, really viable company. We're really, really proud of it. And then we uh, we ended up selling it to our surf a surf instructor who still is running it, and it's called Adventure Out. Very cool. Um, so I've always been this. I've always been a champion of people. I've mm-hmm. always been a coach, a champion, a cheerleader. I kind of like those three C's, I guess. Um, I have a massive belief in people, a massive belief in underdogs, and um, you know, I really think that the world is a better place when you infuse everything, everything with tenderness and kindness mm-hmm. and love, and um, and you keep yourself open because we're all. I mean, we are all learners. We are all beginners. And we're all learning from each other. So it's a culture of we, not I. It, it truly is. And that we are all here to turn other people into champions. Mm-hmm. It is not an I culture. I don't work uh, for one person. I work for 800 people. Right. I, I mean, it's super, super important. Gary and I work for 800 people. And I, you know, I, I, that's just the way it is. When I, when I found out about your work, I was listening to a podcast with Gary, and I had just been in another typical freelance golden handcuff situation where it's like they give you a lot of money, and they hate singing happy birthday, and then they, they treat you like you're like a number. And I thought to myself, like, this isn't right. This isn't the way that it should be. It should be about the people. And I have this, like, emotional intelligence and things that I bring to the table, but I feel like a lot of times that conversation 
there was not even the opportunity for that conversation to be had. Whereas at Feiner, it seems almost it's like, what can you bring as a person? And then like Steve says, like two core outputs or however many, like whatever you can bring, but it's about the people. And that's what really resonated with me about this company and the reason why I've done like 900 VaynerMedia podcasts. So when you're scaling 803 people, and, or 805 people, and it's growing by the day, how do you go about doing that? And um, as it grows, how do you continue to scale? Scaling is a question I get all the time because it, it's a reality. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're now scaling me. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Like, that's how I do it. Yeah. I spend time with people. Right. Gary spends time with people. Mm-hmm. Our leaders spend time with people. And my, the, the entire purpose of me spending time with someone is to listen and then act. Right. It's not to hear my voice. Yeah. I'm listening. I want to hear what their perception is, their reality is, their, their wins here are, their successes, their aches, their pains, their what's going on in their family. I... I'm, you know, we're truly interested in people here uh, and the growth of them. And, and I say this often, but, you know, we're teaching, we're teaching uh, hard skills here, of course, right. um, because, we, you know, that's yeah. we're, we're business. Mm-hmm. But we teach life skills here, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so if I, the way I scale myself is I do a lot of one-on-ones and I'm listening and then I'm acting. I do a lot of town halls where I can hit people at scale, at mm-hmm. mass, and they can hear and ask me questions about the culture. Ask me questions. Like, you like have it have here or like yeah, wherever I go. I mean, I travel to the other offices, right, right, you know. Right. So I'm yeah. I'm looking at, you know, in any one town hall, it's 25 to 50 people, and then I do it again and again and again. Right. Um, I do a lot of trainings here, so we run trainings here that I'm facilitating or I'm at least in, and and making sure that the you know the gears are greased. I do a lot of personal coaching in this room, mm-hmm. uh, which is a lot of fun for me, and it really opens people up to a sense of um, a belonging and, and helping them find their passion or their purpose and their reason for being, at least reason for being at 25, right. reason for being an art director, reason for being a, you know, a 32-year-old that wants to now go into uh, the video team, like, mm-hmm. yeah, just listening. Yeah. Um, and using, using you know, my tools and my skills that I've learned along the way to um, really facilitate someone's growth and their change uh, because everyone wants to grow. What are some of the things that you see? You know, I talked on the podcast with another person I met through the Vayner Network with Cy Wakeman, and we had a wonderful conversation about the ego and all that stuff. And a lot of people have actually wrote me and told me that that, has, that podcast has affected them, which is so cool. Um, and it definitely did for me. And I've been kind of, as we mentioned before, like, checking my ego, not ego in the sense of like, you know, being bullish, but ego in like the psychological sense, right? Um, And I mentioned, we mentioned before in passing about like, you know, I I have been realizing that I myself as extroverted as I am, and, and, you know, clearly have a lot of like, what's what I go and talk to people sort of thing. But I have been limiting where I, you know, limiting before even pursuing. And now I'm pursuing and then seeing, you know, waiting for them to eventually tell me to go fuck myself or it will go through you know <laughs> you know what i'm saying like there's there's a line there's a line but you but what when you you have a lot of people here that are my age and and you know obviously all across the the gamut here but there's a lot of young people here and this podcast seeks to bridge the gap between entry-level creatives and the industry's best but i also want to you know i want to show that it's about people and it's about knowing your own worth and if i am wildly extroverted and have this confidence to go out and do this. I can only imagine that most people 
are really, really limiting themselves. Because I am like, you know, hopeful, optimistic, ambitious, and yet still really scared. How do you get over that? That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting better at this yeah, thing. Yeah, you're I, good. It makes you feel a little bit like a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, have you heard of the imposter syndrome? Yes. Yeah, most people have it. Yeah. yeah. I found even the guests, even the industry's best in quotes. Yeah. All have it. The, yep. the very, very best. Yeah. Babin has it. He seems like he's just, yeah. just a killer from, from the outside looking in. Yeah, you know? he's a human being. Right, yeah. It's That's weird. the deal. So, like... I'm dealing we're dealing with human beings here we're dealing with life on life's terms you know mm. every one of us is born with the same op- the same at least hopefully the same health and wellness that the other person is born with and we create opportunities mm-hmm. for ourselves and sometimes doors are open for us in other op- in other ways um but it's it takes a heck of a lot of chutzpah and self-confidence to walk through a door Mm-hmm. It takes a hell of a lot of self-confidence to just take up space in a room. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so there's this saying, fake it till you make it. Yes. Actually, I don't so use do that song. <laughs> yeah, but I don't use that saying. I yeah. use fake it till you become it. Right. Fake it till you make it to me means, and I get it. Like, yeah, fake it till you make it. Of course, we all do. But like, right. fake it till you make it seems very shallow to me. Whereas fake it till you become it, till you embody it, till till you are it, till you you feel comfortable in it until it is your skin. Your DNA is very different than faking it until you make it. Right. You know, so yeah, I yeah. just, I, I'm so thirsty. I just made it to the water fountain. That's right. different. Like, but when I be, when I get satiated, I make it to the water fountain. Like I am the water fountain. I yeah. am water. I am confident. I am like, I'm, you know, as my, my mom would say, like, I'm, um, I'm pumping, you know, I'm pumping with a full gas tank. Like I am, Right. It's very, very different. And so I do think the fake it till you make it is a part of the imposter syndrome. Right. I also think, Rob, that people have histories. People have their own baggage. We all do. Right. And it's up to us and the and our and the friendship that we friendships that we create and the circle of trust that we create and our communities to like help us through that. What's know? a good place to to start though? Because it's like um, for example, like let's say somebody wants to work here at, um, somebody wants to work at Vayner and, uh, I, I wasn't getting, re- I wasn't getting a response from Gary the other night. So I was like, let's just have some perspective and see how many people reach out. And it's just, I'm amazed that he ever likes anything that I ever post, which is incredible, but it's like an ocean of people that want to work here. And, but this is their dream for me. This is my dream. But like, how do you, if you're not anywhere near it. If you're not sitting here talking to Claude or doing that, but you want to come work here or you want to pursue your dreams, but they seem far away. Like where, where do you start and what are some ways to know that you're like worth it? Cause that's the thing that a lot of people write me about. You know what I mean? Like they know where they want to work at Google. They want to work at Facebook. They want to work at Vayner, but then they, they, they lack the, the self-worth to do that. Like, I know I kind of asked that before, but like, what are some things to be like more mindful or like more aware of your own? Worth because I know you've done like classes and yeah, landmark shaman stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> landmark forum. Sorry for and... not knowing the term. But yeah. 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 Well, I mean, everyone's wired differently. So I'm very interested in human behavior and my own behavior and the my own whys, and that that opens my eyes to other people's behavior and their stories that, that they tell themselves and. It, it creates a lot of empathy for me, you know, mm-hmm. um, because again, you know, as I said earlier, like 
we're all students, man. We're yeah. all we're all just going through this thing called life and and sometimes you know the wind knocks us down and sometimes the sun shines on us like like it just did so (laughs) yeah (laughs) totally woke the um you know i don't have i don't have the magic answer i can i can tell you what i've seen work and what i think works which is being around uh positivity yeah i think being around people that are i can's Mm-hmm. rather than I can't. You know, the Maya Angelou quote I have in my room and it, I carry it with it everywhere. Like, it's the last sentence that's, it's the last part that's the most important. Right. You know, people will never, ever forget how you made them feel. Right. That, that's the deal, man. That's, right. uh, what else are we doing? Exactly. I'm very, very serious. Exactly. Like, what else are we doing <laughs> yeah. here right. in this world if we are not leaving it a better place? Right. So, back to where to start, you know, so you want to start uh, and be around positive people, people that are yeses, people that believe in themselves, people that believe in you, people that are open to having flaws and being okay with that and having the warts, you know, we all, yeah, we carry so much shame with us. We all carry so much shame. Um, You know, you look at Gary and it's very, I mean, it's very difficult not to be optimistic and positive in his company because things are good here. Mm-hmm. They are good. Yeah, we, we feel it. Well, we're cutting edge. We've got an incredible leader. We've got leaders. Great office. <laughs> we've got leadership that cares. We've, right. we've, we are doing really, really great work. Uh, we have an attitude of gratitude. You know, it sounds very cliche. Um, we do our best to lead with our hearts, and we do our best to put people first uh, because then that pays off in in spades you know in right. terms of really really doubling tripling down on people yeah. will then pay off in opportunities and pay off in client success business success personal success you know and so being around people that are yeses is what's going to really change your life right because it by osmosis that's what i'm saying being around gary by osmosis Right. You feel uplifted. By osmosis, you feel that I can, not I can't. Right. You get out of your own way. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You get out of your own way. And so that, like, that's what I'm doing here. Like, yeah. how, do we, how do we get people to be their best selves here? How do I get people to feel comfortable and confident and that they belong here? That's a big deal. Yeah. So that's called, you know, making sure that we have a lot of diversity here. For sure. You know, that's that's how we start. And then making sure that people are gr- getting the growth and development that they that they want so badly. Right. Uh, that's our job. That's our guarantee to them. Right. You will give us your time and your hustle and your heart, and we will give you growth and development opportunities and tons of at-bats. I would imagine you guys have great retention rates in comparison to your yeah. competitors. I mean, yeah. Because I, I can just tell just from, you know, just from the response and the emails that I get from here, it's like you guys are actually like, the give a shit factor is really high here. Yeah, well, we're doing something and I don't right. I feel that at a lot of places, just to be honest. Like, yeah. I don't. <laughs> well, when you lead with humility, like, what else are you going to get? Right. You know, if you put it, look, I'm, set, I'm trying to set an example. Gary's trying to set an example. We are living, we are living proof that kindness works, that optimism works, right. that empathy works, that self awareness works, that gratitude works. Like, I'm here because of it. That's why I'm like knocking the door down. There we go. You want to be around it. Yeah. I want to be here. Yeah. I want this to be the best place to yeah. work in every single office that we have. I want people to feel like they they belong 
number one, and that they are challenged Mm -hmm. and that they are growing and they are growing with a community of people that are yeses. Yeah, for sure. It's funny because it's like, I'm in a place now where it's like, I've never been more broke, but I'm like really, really happy. And that's like, with the exception of the finance stuff, that sucks. I wouldn't have those conversations with like my mom and my wife is like not exactly like fun. But just, just being around people like you and Seth and just in the podcast in general, like these people that I talk to, it's like, fulfillment over money always yeah you know i know a lot of friends who like make so much more money than me they're so much further ahead and fucking dead inside (laughs) they are so like that's the interesting what are they further ahead in remember comparison is the thief have you heard of the phrase i mean this is a good one to, to use like comparison is the thief of joy yes when you compare yourself you literally strangle yourself yeah because you will never ever ever think that you are in the same boat as Bobby over there or Sally over there. You will always, we will always think either we're great, much better, or we're real shit. And the fact is, it's like, we are who we are. Yes, Mm -hmm. you want to make more money. You will. You will. This will pay off. The gift that you're giving to people by allowing our voices to be on your podcast and our voices heard, like that's an enormous gift. Please don't ever doubt that. This isn't money. We're not having a financial exchange, but you're doing a big gift for me. You're doing right. a huge gift for VaynerMedia and hopefully your listeners. Yeah, you for know. sure. So. I love it. Perfect. Claude, uh, the Instagram handle is at Claude Silver, right? Yeah, Twitter as well. You got super lucky. That's like, I don't know. I mean, apparently not a lot of people named Claude Silver. There's not a lot of people named <laughs> Claude Silver. Rob Johnson, that's a little yes, different. Yes, I know. But... Rob Johnson, that's not good. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. It's Thank been you. an absolute privilege. Thank you. Thanks for checking out this episode of Meet the Creatives. If you enjoyed it, uh, make sure you add me on Instagram, Meet the Creatives NY, and let me know your thoughts. And make sure you subscribe on iTunes. All right. Have a wonderful day. Peace.